Yo, 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 welcome in to another edition of the Money Man Moves podcast with your boy Eddie Too Rich. I got my guy. J.D. Wolf is back in the building, you know what I'm saying? Hey, it's good to be back, man. You know, season three, we're going to kick it off right after the holiday. So let's get right, man. We got NBA today. So, you know, we're going to give y'all some plays. Might even throw in some bonus plays, some other games, but... Let's get started, bro. Hell yeah, let's get it, bro. Kick it off with your first pick, Brody. Let's see what's up. What you got? All right, man. So NBA has been really cool. Been really cool lately. Um, I like how the season is going. I like how like we're seeing teams like the Magic playing well. Um, we do see the Pistons. I'm I feel bad for K because I'm a big K fan, but you know, feeling bad for the Pistons. But I'm gonna go ahead and go with my first pitch. We, we we're going to touch on the Pacers and the Rockets, man. Indiana Pacers are playing at the Houston Rockets today. The Rockets are surprisingly 12-2 and two at home. Also, they're second in the league with three-point percentage uh, defensively and second in points given up. So, hey, I think that, that gels for a good little vibe when it comes to dealing with Tyrese Halliburton. So, I think Dylan Brooks and them boys and Van Vliet going to have Tyrese in hell, man. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take Rockets money line for my first pick. I am going to touch on this game later. Uh, there's another bonus pick or a couple of bonus picks to this game. Uh, even a player probably, I'm going to go ahead and take the Rockets, man. I trust Dylan Brooks defensively along with Van Vliet. Um, even, even Sanguine, the center, man, he's been, he's been great. He's been improving. He improves every year. Um, the great young center that the uh, Rockets have right now. Averaging 9.2 rebounds and 20 points a game. So, he's been a difference maker, man, for them. Um, and also, hey, he's sneakily averaging 5.2 assists. So, he's he's stepping into that, you know, that, that Sabonis territory, like he like, like in Sacramento, where the offense kind of runs through Sabonis. So, hey, you know, I like what the Rockets got going down there in Houston. Uh, and I think, you know, y'all should mash the Rockets' money line. Uh, yeah, go ahead and take them. Lock them in. That's my first pick for the day, and we're going to let Eddie get his off. Well, shit, man. That was a good take. And, man, I'm going to have to go with the first game I seen. As soon as I, like, you know, first seen this slate, I was like, man, I'm definitely mashing that um, Minnesota plus four. And now it's oh, dropped yeah. all the way down to three and a half versus this OKC team. And I know that usually, like, I don't really like teams when they just played just straight off of, you know, basically playing a back-to-back versus each other because usually it's easier to make, like, you know, some adjustments and stuff. But I think that the Minnesota Timberwolves is, have great value in this spot because they they have beaten the Thunder four of the last five times. Um, <clears throat> they have the best record in the West right now, and they're playing out their mind. Anthony Edwards is leading this team in the right direction and you know after all the stuff he's going through he's you know playing through this adversity very well and you know a lot of they're getting some solid um contributions even with Carl Anthony Towns being in and out the lineup Rudy Gobert has been playing you know good defense still and um Reed has been stepping up very well too averaging 13 points a game and it's no slight to the Thunder team 
at all. I mean, I still think they could win a close game if they do win this game, but I just think four points is just too much when you have the best team in the West and they have been playing through, played everybody. It's not like they've been ducking competition. Minnesota has been surprising a lot of great teams and they're coming in winning four out of the last five. I think the only game that really stumped them recently was the Philadelphia 76ers game and they lost by like 14, which was weird, but you know, it was a road game. You know, they just came off of a Miami win, so no big deal. But I still think this Minnesota team is going to be really good. Um, McDaniels plays a big role on defense, being on that wing. So I think his length versus Chet is going to be very key in this game. And I think that they're definitely going to be uh, liable to win this game. And plus, so I may I may put money more money on that plus 140 money line. And, yeah, I think I like OKC – not OKC, uh, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves plus four. I got originally at four, grab them at plus three and a half. I think they're going to win this game outright, and it's great value on the best team in the West. So why not take them in this spot? So give me Minnesota in this spot, man. Uh, J.D., what's your second pick? All right, uh, so like we mentioned earlier when we started the show, we do have a lot of NBA, but we also have some college football, man. It's bowl season, you know what I'm saying? So we had to tap into the bowl games, and a very intriguing game uh, at the 1 p.m. start time. It's on ESPN now. Uh, Bowling Green and Minnesota. So I don't think Minnesota will represent the Big Ten really well today. Um, I mean, how can they? They're five and seven on the season. That's the record. So I'm surprised they made the bowl game, but you know how lenient college football can be with just throwing teams in the bowls. So Bowling Green comes in, no no pun intended. They're seven and five. Had a had an okay season, you know, five losses, but they did finish the season off with a win versus Western Michigan. Um yeah, man, beat them by twenty-four. Uh that's a good closeout to the season. Um a positive note to their season was, uh, you know, playing Toledo. Toledo was, is a really good team. Um, actually, they had two positive notes, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but Toledo is a pretty good team. They finished 11-2, um, had a great season. So they played them uh, really tough, really close this year. Um, lost to them by one, um, and that was week 12. So right before they played their last game, they played a, a tough Toledo team, lost them by one. Um, but early in the season, they did beat Georgia Tech, um, an ACC team, right? So that's a that's a big win under their belt for that team. So, and also playing Liberty in the first you know the first game of the season, losing by ten. So you saw the progression coming and going with Bowling Green, um, and I feel like they should really, really not blow out Minnesota, but they should cover um, that plus three and a half. You might want to touch their money line. Um, I think that's also a good play as well. Hey, y'all, Minnesota's coming off a four-game losing streak to end the season. Now, you might say, oh, this is a get-right spot for Minnesota. Uh-uh, no. It's only going to get worse for Minnesota. So when you look at ball games and you look at teams that win at the end of the season, they, they, they feed off of that momentum. Minnesota's coming in this game feeling like crap. They're feeling like shit because they had a terrible season. Four four game losing streak to end it. Not to mention the forty nine to thirty loss to Purdue. No, I mean Purdue's not a sleeper anymore, but you get the message. So go ahead and take Bowling Green, man. Lock him in plus three and a half. Uh touch that money line too. Make a little separate parlay for the money line. Go ahead and throw them in there too. 
Uh, but, yeah, we're going to go with Bowling Green. Like I said, that game is on ESPN at 1 p.m. Check it out. Lock it in. All right, Eddie, man, what you got for your second? Man, uh, man for the second pick, I'm going to have to go with um, Kade yesterday, Jazz minus two. And especially I'm going to grab it some more today, especially as the money line is low as hell for this matchup. And I don't even know why the Spurs is even remotely, like, even close like the the line is so close in this game, especially with Wimby's like injury status hanging in the air because he stepped on a Mavericks uh, staff member's foot for some freak injury. It's just like what like <laughs> come wild, on man. man like this dude is this dude is just going through it. First your team is four and twenty four, and now you're stepping on people and can't even play a game. So it's just like I don't know what's gonna happen with Wimby, but I mean he's been okay. He's been, you know, nine, averaging 19 and 10. That's that's not bad. That's really exceptional for a rookie. But, you know, I just think that he should, you know, be elevating his team more towards wins. I mean, I get that, you know, LeBron had a bad Cleveland team and still willed his way to some wins. So I just want to see him do more contributing to wins. It just seems like he's just getting this 19 and 10 and just he just gets content with his with his stats and just be done. So but my handicap is towards the Jazz. I think that the Jazz um is in great position to win this game. Um the Spurs the Spurs is just not a good team right now, man. And the Jazz have better pieces. I mean marketing is such a great player. John Collins is still a, a decent player in this league. Um Kelly Olinick provides solid you know, solid minutes at the center position for them. And they also got uh, Kessler, Walker Kessler, still another great player. They just have a lot of great depth on the Jazz, like a bunch of shipped out, forgotten pieces on a team. And Jordan Clarkson, you know, that guy is that guy is playing starter minutes on this team, and he's having a quietly great season, averaging almost 17. And so I just think that, especially with Colin Sexton, Talent, Horton, Tucker, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this team has just so much talent, way more talent than the, you know, than the Spurs right now. Vassell has been straight. Kelvin Johnson, he's just undersized, man. I just, I don't see how these pieces come together and just, you know, win. I mean, they're not going to win. I I doubt they'll win over 15 games this season. Like, I just don't see it because that's how bad this roster is. And so, I'm taking advantage of it while I can, while the number's low. So give me the Utah Jazz in this spot because I do not trust the San Antonio Spurs with my money, especially 4-24. and So I'm going to trust my money against them. And, you know, I'll, t- I'll give you another little side piece since we're, you know, throwing out bonus picks today on mm-hmm. the first day out, first day out and shit. Um, so the last four, four out of the last five games, um, the Spurs and the Jazz had the Spurs have won the first half, so there might be some. It might be a good angle to take the Spurs because they definitely do come out um, pretty hot and then fizzle out towards the end as you know the talent just you know the talent disparity simmers in as the game progresses and so maybe take a Spurs, you know plus let's see what let's see what the official number is maybe like a plus one and a half. Maybe it's first money line if you're feeling froggy. So they have won four out of the last five versus the Jazz in this matchup. So take the Spurs first half, but I like the Jazz the full game. So take how you leave. Take how you want it. All right. Let's go to your third pick. 
All right, man. So, third pick. Uh, this is a tough one because <clears throat> I actually had two picks from that Pacers game, but I'm going to go ahead and go with a team that um, that's, you know, really up and down, but I feel like they should be able to kind of pull through today. Um, so, my last pick, I'm going to go ahead and go with can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to trust Trey Young, man. I'm going to go with Ice Trey, the guy, and trust with Trey Young, man. So, look, thing about this is I just don't trust the Bulls, the Bulls defensively. So, they got Kobe White playing, but I feel like he's more of an offensive player. He has been going off lately. Um, he's averaging about, what, two and a half to three threes a game. Uh, so, he's pulling it. He's putting up by six or seven. So, Kobe White's going to get his shots up. The Bulls, they do have a pretty good team, but they're not that good offensively. So, when you look at Atlanta, Atlanta has their backbone. They got Clint Capella. Once Clint Capella locks in and plays well, you know, they could be a pretty good team defensively. Now, we know Trey Young can be a liability on defense, but, um, you know, you still got your boy. Um, I forgot this man's name. The dang shooting guard. Um, Bogdan? Bog- Bog- Murray. Oh, Murray. DeJounte Murray. Yeah, DeJounte Murray. So, I like DeJounte Murray defensively um, against maybe if they put him on DeRozan. I don't know who they're going to put on DeRozan, but I like him defensively. And I like for Capella to really shut down Vucevic. Um, Vucevic is going to give you about 17, 18 points a game. Um, and he's going to average about seven to eight rebounds. So, I feel like if you hold Vucevic in check, Typically, the Bulls don't play well. Typically, when Vucevic has his good games, when he averages his 20, gets his 27, 24, um, you know, beats his uh, points and rebounds, they typically are a pretty good team. But, like I said, Clint Capella is a good defensive star, and I feel like he will contribute to the Bulls' demise today. So, I really want to go with Atlanta. I like that they are at, what, plus one and a half. That line is kind of shifting, too. Um they started at minus one, minus two. So, you know, people kind of going with the Chicago Bulls a little bit. So I would, I would kind of fade them. I would go with Atlanta. Um, I would go with this team right now, man, because Atlanta just seems like they need a win. Atlanta is very in need of a win. Chicago, they're in this limbo with Zach Levine and trading. So they're not really worried about getting wins right now. They worried about trading Zach Levine. Atlanta. They need to get their ass up and go ahead and get a little win on the board, man, because they're not playing well this season. How about get Sadiq Bay more minutes, man? I see that he might be projected to start, but, you know, get Sadiq Bay some more looks. Trey Young's averaging, um, let me see, on assists alone, he's averaging at least over 10. So if he can get 10 to 11 assists, get the ball to your shooters. Trey Young, you don't have to score the ball all the time. I think you mentioned Sadiq Bay like last season. You did mention him a lot. They got him uh, involved. They play better. So mm-hmm. let's see, man. I think Sadiq Bay would be a good little um, addition to that starting lineup. So if he can get going and if, you know, Clint Capella can shut down Vucevic, go ahead and take Atlanta um, in this away game. So, yeah, let's go with Atlanta, man. So, man, um, so, shit, for my third pick, I'm going to go with uh, Orlando Magic minus – I caught it at six and a half yesterday. 
And mm. so I'm going to stick with them. I know it jumped up to seven and a half. I would probably still take it because honestly, this Washington Wizards team is terrible. But I'll be transparent with you. So I was a little skeptical with this one. This kind of why it's my third pick because I know Washington is terrible. But this Orlando team is kind of, you know, sus on the road, man. They only won one out of five, one out of, no, one out of six home, uh, away games so far mm. this season. That's true. And, but, I mean, the freaking Wizards haven't won many home games at all. So I just think in this spot, it's just that I think that it would be, It'll be good for the Magic to win this game. I mean, I think Paolo Bantero is coming up as one of the best players in the league. He's, um, you know, he's averaging a solid 20 point, 21 points a game. And he's going against Kyle Kuzma, which is going to be a, you know, that's a sleeper matchup of the night for sure, head-to-head because they're two uprising, you know, power forward, four-man stretch fours in the league. And, you know, they could both do similar things. But I think the key here is going to be in guard play. And so – I think that Cole Anthony and Anthony Black are going to have better games than Jordan Poole and Tyus Jones. When the, when the backcourt was first put on paper, I would say, um, you know, we were very excited about Jordan Poole's um, opportunity to get more mm-hmm. shots and, you know, potentially him being almost like a, everybody was talking about him having like a Harden-type season with yeah. almost averaging like 25, 30 points a game with like, you know, a good number of assists because his usage was going to go up, but – that has not transpired into that at all in um, Washington. And so he's actually been under 20 points a game a lot of the season. So, But I just think that the Magic are too much. They're currently fourth in the East right now. So the Wizards are 14th. Put that in perspective. A lot of people are going to be on the Magic. So this is kind of like a degenerate play. But I think it's going to be a safe play tonight because – the Wizards just have been that bad, and I don't think nothing's going to change that at all. So give me Orlando minus six and a half. Take it all the way up to almost eight. I can see this game being a double-digit blowout, honestly. So give me the Orlando Magic. And, yeah, so we wanted to introduce a new segment, especially since we're going to a new season, a season three. And so – me and JD are both going to drop our best props of the day. So, JD, I'm going to let you start off first with your prop of the day. All right, y'all. So, look, the prop of the day, we're going to go back to the well. We're going to go back to that Rockets and Pacers game, right? So, let's look at the schematics of Tyrese Halliburton, right? So, look, December 23rd, most recent game, he dropped 29 against Orlando. That's the Tyrese Halliburton we are used to, right? Hold that, hold that. Let's look at these previous games. Come on, let's look. So we if it's 17. Charlotte at home now. At home versus a Charlotte team. 19. Eight versus the Clippers. That's understandable. They had them in hell. Washington, 19. That's not understandable. You playing against an undersized team defensively. Jordan Poole, respectively. So what what's going on here? And then we go back to Milwaukee, twenty-two, and then only fourteen against Detroit. So all those games have one thing in common: low in points, but high in assists. Out of all those games, he mostly touched over ten assists. Um, fourteen against Memphis, fifteen against Orlando. 
So this brings me to my point. Let's not even talk about rebounds. He doesn't go get boards. I mean, he had two the last four, four, four or five games, so he don't get boards. So that leads me to say this: Hey, put your money on this Tyrese Halliburton points, rebounds, and assists under. So it's at forty and a half right now. Um, and let me check to see if it's still updating. But yeah, but right now it's at forty and a half. Um, I really like this line right now, man, because like I said, Rockets are really good defensively, second in the league in points, second in the league in three-point percentage. Halliburton likes to pull it, and when he don't, when he pulls it and he's missing, he likes to drive in. But like I said, they got that center sanguine, and hey, he's a force. So look, is that 40 and a half right now? The line's at minus 130. Um, well, actually, it's minus 125. So you can grab it right there. I'm pretty sure throughout the day it's going to grow. So if you're listening early or listening right now, please grab this line. Um, that's pretty high for Tyrese right now when it comes to who he's playing. Um, and as you can see against the Clippers, who are also a very good defensive team, he only had eight points. So um, I think the Pacers are going to like rely on what maybe Buddy Hill and Miles Turner to get them started. Maybe even Ben Matherin. Uh, I don't know. So... We're going to see Tyrese be in handcuffs today. You know what I'm saying? He ain't going to make it out, Chief. He's not making it out. Man, shout out to Pooh Shiesty, but uh, free my dog. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Uh, Pacers, go ahead and take that line. Take that under 40 and a half for the points, rebounds, and assists for Tyrese Halliburton. Lock it in. All right, Eddie, man, what you got for your player props? Next prop for the day is going to be um, that Ja Morant um, over seven and a half assists. I just think in this spot, especially as the Grizzlies are getting healthier, um, you know, Marcus Smart is coming in, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, they let that bitch fly. So I think that Ja's going to find, you know, driving kick, driving kick, especially with Zion being hoppy and jump, jumping at everything that Ja Morant's going to try to do to try to embarrass him. So I think that in this spot, that seven and a half, um, over seven and a half assists for John Morant is going to be cake. It's been hitting the past two games, three games since he's been back. So I look for him to come up with a nice double double today. I might, I might throw a little on the double double today because he is going to have to dish and kick to get to beat these uh, Pelicans today. And yeah, man, I think that's going to be my uh, prop of the day. So. Do you have any other bonus picks that you want to give before we wrap it up? <clears throat> well, let's see. Looking over the slate a little bit. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. My bad, y'all. But, yeah, uh, looking over the slate, um, I do just want to do some kind of just a little shout-outs. Like, hey, shout-out to Anthony Black for getting that starting lineup for, for the Magic. Uh, so, uh, you know what I'm saying? They got him playing. Got him running that point guard position. So, Jalen Suggs has been getting hurt. So, we're going to see that young gun get some minutes. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll see what he does against uh, Washington. Um, But in that game, I do like uh, Wagner, France Wagner, to have at least two threes. Um, I touch his line a lot. I used to touch Gary Harris, but he's been off lately. But, yeah, uh, France Wagner. You can take his uh, – go ahead and take his over one-and-a-half threes. 
that line is available right now, but sometimes it might change. But typically for them, it stays right there uh, with any Magic player. Also with, you know, the Pistons, K. Cunningham. Um, he's also a three-point machine. He'll give you two threes. He's going to go out there and give you two threes. But you can go ahead and take his points and assists, not rebounds. I don't really want to touch his rebounds. The points and assists versus um, Brooklyn, I would take him. Uh, I would also touch on his threes as well. Uh, lastly, um, I would go ahead and touch uh, the Timberwolves. Go ahead and look at Rudy Gobert's uh, blocks. Um, go ahead and look at Chet Holmgren's blocks. I would say each of them should have two. Um, I mean, I, know, I remember Chet Holmgren had that uh, nine-block game uh, just a couple just a couple of weeks back. So, hey, um, he's a blocking machine, defensive genius. Um, Timberwolves do like to drive into as well. I know they drive and kick, you know, Nas Reed, who lost a lot of weight, by the way. Have you, have you seen Nas Reed, man? Like, he's yeah. been dedicated to, you know, getting right and getting back to where he can just kind of be a stretch four now. You know, he used to be like a big center, but now he's like a stretch four, even a three, you know? Mm-hmm. Nas Reed is playing pretty well, man. He can stick back and hit a three, too. So, um, so yeah, man, Timberwolves, like I said, uh, touch those blocks with Holmgren and uh, Rudy Gobert. Uh, that, that's about it, man. That's about all I'll look at for today. You got anything? Yes. I just want to touch on one game really quick, and it's not even basketball related. We're going to go to the English Premier League. And today, uh, 3 o'clock Eastern, they have Ashton Villa taking on uh, Man United. And mm. I think that Ashton Villa plus 177 is look, money line is looking really, really good. Okay. And I also like both teams to score in this matchup. I think that um, Ashtonville has been playing very tough. They, you know, collected big wins over Arsenal and Manchester City recently. And so I just think it's a good spot to back them, especially United has been playing very bad football. So I don't really see why they're favored in this, you know, particular matchup. So I think that, you know, Ashtonville has looked good this season. I mean, they're 12-3-3 on the season, so – yeah, I'm going to go with – kind of switch up a little bit. I'm going to go ahead and take Ashton Villa money line. So, tail. And, you know, if you want more information with us, um, you know, subscribe to our channel. We're going to be posting episodes daily. And so, sure. you know, tap in with us. We're back for season three, like we said. And so, we wanted to give you guys some plays, top three picks, plus props and some bonus picks all throughout this episode. So, Please continue to like, subscribe us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you stream podcasts. We're on everything. Yes, and sir. Yes, sir. So we wanted to wrap up. And any final words? Oh, hey, y'all. Uh, a lot of football today. Texas State plays Rice, 4.30 p.m. Also, they're going to wrap it up with K-State and UNLV. So some nice games to look at, nice games to kind of, you know, maybe play with. But, hey, uh you know, just to throw that out there, you didn't know what the slate was for the day, but there you go. There you go. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Best of luck to everyone out there. Taylor fade our picks. So we'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace.